Welcome to the Women's Ministry Toolbox Podcast. I'm Cindy Owenby. I'm a seasoned women's ministry leader, the founder of Women's Ministry Toolbox, and the author of Rethinking Women's Ministry. This is the place where women serving on the women's ministry team in their local church find hope and inspiration for building a flourishing, Christ-focused women's ministry. Today, we're continuing our series on hot topics and hot takes with a look at baby showers and bridal showers. A leader reached out and asked if I would cover this topic, and I was happy to oblige. Now, this is a very nuanced topic and one that relies heavily on the precedent that's been set in your church. That's not to say you can't make changes, but it's important to consider all the angles and minimize the hurt feelings that may occur. Let me start by sharing 10 different ways churches manage baby showers and bridal showers. Number one, the women's ministry may be responsible for hosting and scheduling baby and bridal showers for the entire congregation. Number two, small groups may be encouraged to host showers for their small group members. Number three, a shower is only given for the firstborn child and the first marriage. Number four, every birth and adoptions are celebrated. Number five, firstborns receive a full shower and every child after receives a diaper shower. Number six, a group baby shower is given for all moms that gave birth in that year. Number seven, regular attendees and church members may be showered. Number eight, a box is placed out for gifts, diapers, cards, or both. Number nine, pregnancy showers are thrown for local pregnancy centers. And number 10, cash donations are collected for a group gift. No doubt there are more ways for babies and couples to be showered, but as you can see, churches handle showers in a variety of ways. In our church, our women's ministry team does not host baby or bridal showers. A small group may opt to host a shower and they can request to use space at the church. However, it's up to each group to decide what to do. I'm not here to offer a solution or a suggestion for every church. I hope to pose some questions and ideas that will help you think through your ministry situation. What's best for your church? What's best for your women's ministry program? I'm not suggesting either that you add baby and bridal showers to the things you're already doing. That's a decision that needs to be made based on the Lord's leading and in a discussion with the leaders in your church. There are so many variables to consider. Your church size, the age of your attendees, the church and ministry budget, what's been done in the past, the mission of your church, and how your church is structured. Are most people connected to a small group or community group? I strongly believe we have a responsibility to steward our resources and our time well, and baby and bridal showers can put a strain on both. Your team may find that hosting showers doesn't align with your women's ministry mission statement or purpose. If your team is feeling the stress of hosting showers or the women in your church are feeling the strain of attending and buying gifts, Maybe it's time for a frank discussion on what's best or what needs to change. When I'm confronted with a ministry dilemma, I start by asking some key questions. Doing so can help remove the emotional reaction I or other members of the team may be having. So here's some questions to think through. Why are we doing this? Who will benefit? What does God's word say? 
What is the impact on our budget? What is the time commitment, the planning and the attendance? Where does this fit with our purpose? Who will we reach and who will be left out? I'm not saying the church or people in the church shouldn't throw baby or bridal showers. I just want you to make certain that you set a policy that best serves your church members and your women's ministry team. Showers can be a beautiful Christ-focused celebration. Baby and bridal showers are one way we can love the women in our church body. Baby and bridal showers provide an opportunity for us to speak God's word over these celebrations. Showers provide an opportunity for public prayers for these women and their new spouse or their child. Some women may not have a family that will host a shower. Some women are very much in need of the practical items they will receive. Showers provide an opportunity to celebrate God's provision and blessings in our lives. You may have a woman or women in your church who take great joy in using their gifts to host showers. As you can see, there's so much to consider. I'll be right back after this short break with some tips for hosting showers and some additional things you'll want to consider. Are your women ready and eager to share personal stories of their faith journey? If not, you're not alone. Do you want to help them see signs of God's everyday faithfulness in their lives? I've got something for you. I've packaged up my workshop, Sharing Stories of God's Everyday Faithfulness for you to use in your church. This easy to use packet contains a workshop leader guide with a detailed script. You'll know exactly what to say, a link to a video recording so you can watch me teach it and then lead it in your own church, workshop worksheets for attendees to complete. It's super interactive and 10 social media graphics to use for publicity. Help your women discover the art of crafting compelling testimonies that resonate with others. Sharing stories of God's everyday faithfulness is available for purchase at womensministrytoolbox.com. The next time you need your women to share a personal testimony, they'll be ready to go. I'm back with tips for hosting showers. Have a process for including all women who are new to the church. You may decide to throw her a shower for her first baby with your church family. Second, have a policy for situations in which the woman doesn't have a family or doesn't have a relationship with her family. Have one person as the contact person for every shower. And lastly, create a list of guidelines for decor, budget, hosting, and so on so that all events are treated as equally as possible. Just to review, have a process for including women who are new to the church, have a policy for special situations, have one contact person and create a list of guidelines to cover all the details. How you handle less than ideal situations matters. How will your church handle babies out of wedlock, marriages where mom is pregnant or other sticky situations? I have a dear, dear friend who was treated terribly when she became pregnant outside of marriage, and it caused her to walk away from the church for years. Thank God she's back now, but our actions or our lack of actions can cause some deep wounds. 
Talk with your pastor to find out how they expect you to handle situations that may come up and what policies are already in place that you need to honor. And here's a few more additional things to consider. You may need to encourage your church to put into place a form, a rental fee, and policies for renting out your church for showers if you're allowing church members or even those outside of the church to host showers in your building. Be mindful of the precedent you're establishing. What's done for one person will be expected by others. It's easy to miss a need. Even in the smallest churches, celebrations can slip through the cracks. How will adoptions be handled? Will older children who are adopted receive a shower of some kind too? Consider alternatives for celebrating that don't involve a shower, such as setting out a box to collect cards or inviting people to drop off grocery items to pack the pantry for brides and grooms, or diaper showers for new babies. Perhaps a welcome baby basket would be more appropriate. As a deacon's wife at our church, we have created newborn baskets that we drop off when the baby's about three weeks old or older and things have settled down a bit. We include a pack of postpartum prayer cards from Daily Grace, the book, Five Ways to Pray for Your Child, the board book, Psalm 23, a onesie with our church logo and written beneath it are the words, loves me, and a nice custom diaper bag tag, also with our logo on it. We put all of those items in a small reusable plastic basket. I'll link to all of those items in the show notes. What a wonderful opportunity we have to celebrate babies and marriages with our church family. I pray that God will guide you, your team, and your church staff to consider the best way to celebrate these blessings. I pray it will be clear how you can share God's love in a way that doesn't place the burden on the people in your church or on a single ministry team. Here are today's toolbox tasks. Number one, review your church's policy for baby and bridal showers. Number two, have a discussion with your team about any impact this may have on your ministry team and any big changes you might want to suggest are made. Number three, I wanna encourage you to take some time to pray for the families that you know are getting married and having babies this year. If you do nothing other than pray for these families, what an amazing blessing and ministry that would be. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Women's Ministry Toolbox Podcast. Leading in women's ministry can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. You'll find support and ideas you can use in the Women's Ministry Toolbox Community Facebook group. We would love for you to join us. Search for us on Facebook or visit womensministrytoolbox.com slash groups to access the link. May the grace of God carry you through difficult ministry seasons. May He direct your steps as you seek to make Him known, and may your love for the Lord be apparent to every woman you serve.